You ready? You ready to do this? Sure. Okay. I've got my notes on here. I got so my I'm notes just, uh, uh, right here. Oh, yes. They're not great notes, but they're notes. Huh? As long as you know them. <laughs> Austin. Yes. One time I was on Twitter. Yeah. I tweeted something. Not only did you not retweet it, you didn't like it. Consider yourself targeted. Oh my god. We're going to talk about The Hunt. I'm Phil. I'm Austin. And this is The Picture Show. My name is Phil Rude, and I'm here with my son Austin. Today we are talking about the 2020 movie The Hunt, starring Betty Gilpin, Hilary Swank, Ike Barinholtz, Wayne Duvall, uh, yada yada, Sturgill Simpson is in here. Uh, really a weird uh, cast, Amy Madigan. Um, and Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, along with uh, a bunch of other uh, character actors. Uh, this is directed by Craig Zobel and written by Nick Cuse and Damon Lindelof. I just wanted to give that rundown right up front and say this is a newer movie and we are going to talk about spoilers. Is that safe to say, Austin? Yeah. I mean, we just to give fair warning to everybody... You know, as this isn't V for Vendetta or Fight Club that has been out for 15, 20 plus years. Um, if you've not seen The Hunt and you want to hear this discussion, or if you're at all interested in seeing it, I do recommend you go watch it before listening to us because we're going we're gonna to get into it. Yeah. We decided uh, we had a little extra time this week to sit down and watch The Hunt last night. And uh, today we are gonna we are going to talk about that. And you and I have apparently vastly different opinions about this movie. I just found out this morning. It's uh, <laughs> apparently you liked it. Uh, apparently you are ready to go into roast mode on this movie. Um, yeah, I think there's probably some overlap of opinion somewhere. I did like this movie. Uh, spoiler alert. I like this movie a lot. I think this was a very interesting movie. I think it had a lot to say. I think it told it in an interesting way. It's not a perfect movie by any means, but um, uh, I think it took some brass to make this movie. I think this movie had some balls to it, and I I, I appreciated that they they put it out there. What 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 are your initial uh, uh, thoughts about this movie? I think this movie had a lot to say, but maybe it just shouldn't have said it. I, there were a lot of problems. This movie kept on being delayed because of shootings in America and sort of gun violence. And they were like, oh, maybe a movie about hunting people in real life isn't a good movie to put out right now. And maybe it just shouldn't have come out at all. Wow. Yes, this movie was plagued by a lot of uh, just legitimate world events. Uh, the I believe it was the... Um... The Parkland shooting last year, yeah, uh, that delayed the initial release of this movie. It was deemed too violent, and this is an insanely graphically violent movie. It's to the point where it's cartoonish. It is cartoonish. It is not to be taken seriously, I don't think. Um, but it it is. It was bad timing there. They, I think, smartly 
I, I don't blame them for pulling back on it. I was very interested in seeing this movie. I, I don't blame them for pulling back on it. I just... I didn't enjoy the movie. Sure. I'm just saying initially I, I wanted to see this movie and they pulled it back and I was like, I understand. And then it was ready to come out right about the time uh, the world shut down yeah. earlier this year. So this movie was sort of cursed um, every time it tried to make its way out into the world. The world said, no, it came out on VOD. This was one of the experiments along with um, another movie we watched earlier this year, The Invisible Man. Yep. Uh, also by Bloomhouse, right? Also by Bloomhouse, a Blumhouse, uh, whichever way you want to put <laughs> Whatever. it. Whatever. Uh, we can talk about Blumhouse in a little bit too. Um, but yes, uh, they they put these out. I think Disney put a couple things out. That weird Trolls movie was that Disney uh, or was that some other company? I don't know. Oh, oh, that's uh, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that Troll World Tour movie, and then um, Greyhound. Uh, Greyhound was an Apple, that was, yeah, uh, Apple TV, and uh, Pixar put something out, right? Uh, Um, The Tom Holland movie, they go to find their dad. Oh, yeah. uh, Half of their dad. Onward. Onward. That was on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, there was this kind of weird experiment to see, like, can we do a VOD release and have a movie be successful without a theatrical release? And And it's it's kind of been working. I think with these big movies, uh, something... They kind of pleasantly surprised. I don't know that a ton of people would have seen The Hunt or these smaller movies in theaters, but when they say 20 bucks, you can watch it in your house, uh, people are like, sure, that's cheaper than a theater for my family or yeah. for the two or three of us who are here. Um, and, and I think it's been an interesting experiment. I don't want theaters to go away. I want to eventually be able to return to them. I, I do like theaters. I do like theaters. The experience isn't what it used to be, I think. But I, I do enjoy the experience of going to the movies. Yeah, I, I think part of it right now is everyone's so starved for new entertainment, no matter what it is. Sure. Um, the, the people who have been locked down, like yourself. Yeah. Uh, who have torn through everything <laughs> they wanted to see on Netflix. And, you know, you can only rewatch uh the office so many times and it it is sort of like we need new movies and and i do appreciate that that blumhouse sort of was one of those who was willing to go okay we're gonna we're just gonna make them available to to rent or buy uh right off the bat and and give them to you as a as a using this new kind of streaming tech not it's not new anymore but using it as a new delivery system for new movies um, but yeah, that's a little bit of the history of the hunt. And I also wanted to just a, a quick synopsis, Syn- uh, synopsis. Thank you. 12 strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They, they don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose. The hunt. Great synopsis. IMDB always right on top <laughs> of it. I should have gone to Wikipedia. It gets the gist done. <laughs> I guess. Yes. It does. Uh, that is that is the broad strokes of this movie, but it gets a little more. I'm gonna say you're gonna call it political. I see it less so, but um, how's that? Because I don't believe this movie is saying liberals bad, Trump supporters good. I believe this is about class. I believe this is about liberal elites versus 
who they see as um, threatening. I think this is sort of a satire attacking cancel culture, but I don't think it is blatantly saying, uh, look at these poor, um, look at these poor Trump supporters. Aren't they the victims here? I understand that that is what's on the surface because (laughs) the hunted are the sort of extremist uh, Republicans. They're the red state, you know, yeah. uh, the Alex Jones crowd, a lot of them, the, the podcast guy, Gary. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I understand that that's on the surface. And I think that is probably what turn is going to turn a lot of people off to this movie. I, you're right about that. And I actually, I knew it was deeper than that because I, I noticed the class, system that they were showing that liberals are richer and these redneck folk are kind of more simple but i kind of that's a lie to me because the people who are really in control of america are the conservatives they're the ones who are running the big oil businesses they're the ones who are lobbying the government and they're not they're painting themselves as like the common folk and there are a lot of common folk Republicans, but that's the real elite. The real problem in this country is the conservatives. So that was what I, hung me up. I mean, it's sure. Uh, uh, but I think it really is about painting with a broad brush and saying, you know, they've sort of targeted these people and um, snowball. Uh, what's her name in this? I, uh, Crystal. I, Betty okay. Gilpin, the main character. Uh, you know, she's sort of shown to be like, Oh, she's not a bad person, you know. Yeah, she's she's plucked out of this, you know, red state uh, lottery where they are picking their victims, you know. Yeah. Um, Although, spoiler, it's not really her. Or is it? That it was kind of ambiguous. I, I think there's a lot of ambiguity in this. This is, um, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, go down a political rabbit hole of vilifying anybody because I. I think that's what this movie is preaching against. It is against like these, these liberal elites who are targeting people who disagree with them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And who sort of. It's it's funny that these are sort of the people who are I don't know if in charge. You could see these people. You know how they like call themselves out. They call each other out. They're sort of yeah. like they're hunting each other. I think I think the hunt sort of represents like cancel culture. Like you're wearing a kimono. That's appropriation. You're doing this wrong. You're doing the, they're they're calling each other out when they're in the bunker. They're like. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're ignoring the AIDS crisis here, but these people don't really care about anything either. They're really very self-centered rich people. Yeah, and I think that rings true to cancel culture to an extent, but there's also like they call conservative slurs, like they kind of imply that redneck is a slur and that uh what do they call them deplorables? Yeah. Yeah, they make up these slurs as if to be like, oh, see, liberals are just as bad as conservatives. But, like, there are real-world slurs that have real impacts, and they're much more offensive but than that's, redneck. But I, th- I found that to be kind of the joke. 
the joke that, oh, deplorable is a charged word. How dare you? And like the idea of everything being such a trigger point for somebody that when a text chain, a private text chain goes goes public, you know, there's something in there. You go, oh, and, and the, even her boss, Hillary Swank's boss. Yeah. Athena's boss says, um, says, this isn't a country. This is a business. You know, it's all about saving face, no matter what they're talking about, whether they're talking about yeah. the political state or not. Um, I know it, this is a, a difficult movie to talk about. You and I are both, I, I mean, just to clarify, I'm a liberal guy. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not in any way saying like, uh, oh no, this is a pro, I don't think this is a pro Republican movie. I don't think this is I a, think it is. I don't think it's a pro GOP movie at all. I think this is a, a anti-class movie. I think this is so much more about class than it is about politics. I, I just feel like they didn't show that. I think that's exactly what they showed because it's so easy to put, uh, it would have been so easy to put GOP oil men as the people putting this hunt together and hunting poor people because, oh, look, the big bad GOP doesn't care. I think rich people on either side of that aisle legitimately do not care about poor people. I think, um, not just in, in politics. Let me give you a chance to respond to that I, because I could I could just go into this giant rabbit hole right I, now. I agree with that. I think the... Uh... Both parties do have, they're all rich. They all care more about themselves than the common people. But, like, they didn't show that. They just showed liberals as the rich elite. But they also show, showed the GOP side, the hunted. They did not show those a lot of those victims in a very good light either. A lot of them were dumb hicks. A lot of them were um, this sort of... I have a podcast and I hate illegal aliens. Like they were sort of stereotypically portraying red state poor people in the way that we kind of stereotypically expect them to be portrayed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, with a couple of exceptions. They, um, there's Crystal. Uh, there's the one guy at the very beginning. And I want to talk about this in a little bit. The guy who is helping the woman out of like the, the, oh, the yeah. punji pit. Uh, that guy seemed like he was going to be like the helpful uh, guy running around helping everybody and yeah. keeping everybody alive. And uh, I, I did like the introduction <laughs> to the Let's now let's let's circle back around to that in a little bit. That okay. I want to talk about the the intro to to all the characters. But um, no, I think that in coming to the end of this movie, when she reveals that we called you Snowball. And it's from Animal Farm. Yes. Uh, can you explain that? Because I haven't seen Animal Farm. Okay. Uh, you don't see Animal Farm. You read Animal Farm. It's also a thing you can see. It is a thing you can see. Here you go. Here's my copy. Okay. You, you, may, you may read that. Uh, it's a short read. You'll read it in an afternoon. Um, Sh should we just go silent on the <laughs> All right. Podcast? Let's just sit here and read Re this. Reading Our, break. We're going to read this aloud, everybody. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be the Andy Get your Kaufman. milk and cookies. Yes, everyone get your, go get your mats. It's nap time. <laughs> All right. I am a little bit embarrassed that I did not catch the Animal Farm connection until it was blatantly pointed out. Because then it is sort of very real. 
the the conceit of animal farm is animals basically take over the farm from humans humans okay. bad animals good but the pigs in animal farm oh spoilers for animal farm by the way if you've not read this oh, yeah this 80 year old book uh uh, the pigs in Animal Farm sort of become in charge, and they increasingly become more elite and actually become the ruling class over their own kind. This is what okay. the ruling elite, this is what the liberal elite are. And this is where it hits me at cancel culture, because what cancel culture does is you have a few voices on Twitter who decide um, you don't get to have a career anymore, and... I'm not defending some of the people who get cut out. People with actual victims. You know, Harvey Weinstein. You know, mm -hmm. people who actually assault and and do terrible things. Yes. I get that. I, 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 I get those kind of things. But somebody who just has different political beliefs and people yeah. go, oh, this person is a Trump supporter. So we should not give them any, you know, uh, this this actor. You know, I've, I've seen it get it, taken. Too I, I far. think it, I think it goes way too far, and we're giving way too much power to very few people who happen to have a large voice. I feel like cancel culture almost bullies everybody into line up with us, or you're against us, and we're going to roll over you too. It's a very binary thing. It is it's very us binary, versus binary. and it the, all the nuance is gone, and that's what again I feel like all the nuance is gone from these people who are hunting, you know, poor red state people. But the uh, to get back to Animal Farm, sort of the, the, the last, there are a series of commandments that the pigs come up with. And slowly they get whittled down and they get changed and they get changed. And the very end, the, uh, the one standing commandment is all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. And that is sort of, the line this movie is taking that these are the the liberals who are for equality on the surface they are for equality they are for helping people they are for raising the bar but really we're still above you you know what i mean like there's yeah. still this there's still this line where they're separating themselves from from everybody else i'm not saying every liberal elite is out hunting people but yeah. as a satirical device to to say, let's point out how messed up the extremes on both sides are, you know, and and the very fact that the people in the middle get vilified one way or the other, but really have no voice in the whole yeah. within that. But yeah, I thought that was more. Uh, I I put more stress on that. There was a lot, a couple of really heavy-handed things about like. Oh, she's not a dumb redneck because she goes, yeah, I read Animal Farm. And she's like, oh, you read Animal Farm? Yeah. You know, and she's like, oh, I'm tired of listening to Beethoven. Let's fight. You know, like, it's this little, yeah, we get it. You're you're a learned person. Like, you're yeah. not a dumb redneck. Like, they're grouping you in. But that's what I think the point of the movie is, is everybody's not easily grouped into these categories. Liberal's good. Conservative's bad. Here's a conservative who's the hero of this movie. Here's these elite liberals who are the villains of this movie. But they don't really represent the whole spectrum of what either side is. Okay, but my problem with that is you can't... You can't be pointing out the flaws in both sides, but then have one side win. You you can't do that. I... 
granted she is more of an independent like from what we see she kind of supports immigration she uh she's a baby gary she's a veteran (laughs) like okay okay but this is the point though is maybe she doesn't represent a side maybe it's that we're not a side we're not who we say we are online we're you are a person i don't look at you and say there's a liberal guy I look at you and say, there's a person, and that person has good values. I don't give a shit about somebody's politics. That's what I say all the time. Politics reflect who you are, though. They politics reflect... can reflect how you believe government should be run, but it doesn't necessarily reflect your values as a human being. And this is where I think online culture has taken it too far. And I think that's what this movie is satirizing, that we have put everybody in these camps. This side's good. This side's bad. But when you pluck the individuals out they're either good or bad on their own merits it's you know you've worked with people that you don't discuss politics at all with yeah that you say oh this is a good person or this is a bad person you don't know what their politics are you know what i mean like this is this is what i'm saying is I think this movie is not taking a side, not taking a political side. It's saying there's nuance to people Hmm. and we seem to have lost our ability to see that in people. Now we paint everybody as blue or red. That's how, that's how I see it. This movie is about, um, um, your online persona means nothing. People's politics times their online persona. You mix the two, they have zero to do with whether or not somebody is actually a good person. If you support a terrible immigration policy, yes, that reflects on who you are as a person. But every Republican does not re- does not support terrible immigration policy like separating families and, and locking children in concentration camps. Maybe, maybe that's what... I don't understand about this movie is because I don't see people as, oh, you're a Republican, you're a bad person. I don't skip that step. I say, you're a Republican, that's fine. Oh, you support taking away someone's human rights, you're a bad person. I don't skip that step. Okay. So, I don't see... I think this movie is trying to remove the politics altogether and say there are good people and there are bad people. I don't mean altogether, but I'm just saying, like, it's more than red and blue. Maybe this, I mean, maybe this is a breakdown of, like, the two-party system. Maybe this is a criticism of having two sides, of having a binary, like we talked about in cancel culture a couple minutes ago. Yeah. You know, the binaries aren't good because people are more than that. Yeah, I I think our political system doesn't fully... uh encompass all the beliefs in America. All the nuance yeah. that, that falls in the in-between people. I'm a, I, I, I'm a liberal guy. Uh, I tend to vote on the left, but I don't belong to a political party because no political party encompasses all of my beliefs. You know what I okay. mean? Like, like, it is about trying to flow back and forth in between. So... Welcome to C-SPAN Radio, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Uh, What? Why do you think they didn't use the term? They never actually said Democrat or Republican. Because I don't think this is about political party. I think this is about liberals who believe that they're so righteous 
This is not to throw all liberals or all Democrats under the bus. Liberals who believe they are so righteous that they can do anything, and it has to do more with money than it has to do with uh, who you vote for. You know what I mean? Like, this this is the whole... You're getting hung up on, on the left-right of it. You're getting hung up on the political party versus political party on a legitimate battlefield. I'm not knocking you. I, I can see how this... Well, that's what this movie is. That's what this movie so, is on the surface, but I think it's so much more than that when you dig underneath that. This is not about party. This is about assholes versus poor working class people. Their political beliefs have nothing to do with it because the, the liberals don't really believe in anything either. They're just trying to get back at people for losing their jobs. Hmm. But it's not to vilify all liberals. And it's not to make heroes out of all conservatives. I don't think any of that has as much to do... That's the framework for the plot that sets up the hunt. Well, if you're gonna make a movie about politics and you're gonna do that... So then they didn't show any real liberals. They showed fake liberals. Essentially. Or or liberal voters who pretend to care about things but really don't. Do you remember at the Super Bowl last year when there was this uh, viral picture that went around of Ellen DeGeneres and George W. Bush sitting in the skybox watching the game together? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, this is what I'm talking about. Ellen's a horrible person. Not that Ellen's a horrible person. But she is. Fair but, enough. Okay. I no, I don't disagree with you. I'm not a Ellen. I've said it a million times. Great stand-up comedian. Outside of that, I don't care. Like, yeah, okay. uh, uh, um, she's great stand-up back in the day. I don't know what she's doing now. <laughs> Stupid talk shit. Whatever. The point is, Ellen's very famously gay. One of the first openly gay people on TV. You know, had a yes. gay relationship on her sitcom very like groundbreaking she's an icon very iconic in the lgbtq community george w bush very famously anti-gay anti-gay marriage ran as a complete anti-gay marriage platform almost it was almost his entire re-election platform uh got the religious right vote very very detrimental to the lgbtq community they're sitting together, you know, 15 years later in a skybox watching a football game together. I'm not saying that people can't find common ground. There's a very famous story about Hunter S. Thompson and Richard Nixon sharing a car to the airport. And the only, they two hated each other, but they both loved football. They were able to talk about football. Okay. But I'm saying, sitting in a luxury skybox, people passed that around and said, look, look, there's common ground for everybody. I'm like, yes, look at these two rich white people sitting in the most luxurious way to watch a football game on the planet. You know, like, it is like, of course they have common ground at the top of the heap. Like, I, I think once you get to the top of that, it doesn't matter what your political allegiance is. Very few people at that level, are charitable, are doing their part to end poverty in any way, shape, or form. There's things that they do that are almost like publicity stunts, but really don't do that much. 
you know, there's a Twitter account I follow. Did Jeff Bezos end world hunger today? And every day it just says Jeff Bezos did not end world hunger today. You know, like I think I, I don't disagree with you that the politics on the surface of this movie are uncomfortable. But I think that's why, that's part of the reason I really came away from this movie liking it. I respect this movie because it takes balls to put this out where you are portraying liberals, and I'm air quoting that because I don't think these are like true liberals who give a shit about anything in this movie. But it takes balls to put this movie out uh, in the Trump era and know that people are going to take it as a pro-Trump movie, even though I don't think it's intended to be that. I, my problem, I keep saying my problem because I have a problem with this movie. Please, please voice your problem with this movie. I don't think, like you could have, they could have made a movie showing conservatives and liberals working together, being the elite and targeting either both or just one party of common folk people. Right. But they didn't. They split it up, and that just ruins the metaphor. We don't necessarily know that Crystal's not a liberal. But if they don't show it, then... They don't show her that she's a conservative, either. If she's not the person who who posted that, they don't show anything. She could be anybody. She could be you. She could be me. Uh, the guy who got blown up at the beginning... You don't, I mean, it's assumed who these people are, but really like, it's just about, it is about assumptions. And I think this movie is trying to point out how ridiculous assumptions are to assume somebody's entire character over a tweet is insane to me. Here's the thing. I like everything you're saying. I agree (laughs) with everything. I just didn't get it out of this movie. That's fine. That's totally I, fair, Austin. Which, to me, illustrates that this movie did a bad job of talking about what it was talking about. Because I did not get most of this movie. I respect your wrong opinion. <laughs> Do <laughs> you? I will be hunting you later. Okay. No, uh, no, I get it. No, look. Every movie is not for everybody. What I get out of a movie is not necessarily what you're going to get out of a movie. I'm sure Trump supporters watched this movie and said, see, liberals are evil. I'm sure that uh, liberals watched this movie and were deeply offended that they were the bad guys in it. I, I get it. Like, I other people are going to watch this movie on either side and understand wh- what I got out of it. I Maybe the filmmakers really are Trump supporters and they were making a very pro-Trump, anti-liberal movie. I, I don't know. All I'm, all I'm arguing is what I got out of this movie and why I think this is a, a bold movie that I thought had something to say. And I, think, I don't think they took the easy way of getting their message across. I think, I think they challenged themselves and I think they challenged the viewer with a message that is deeper than the surface here. Okay. Uh, I have... Okay, I keep wanting to compare it to this movie... And I don't even know if I'm allowed to do that because I haven't seen this movie. But I've... Well, this will be interesting. Hear me out because I've heard the synopsis <laughs> okay. of it. all right. Get Out. Uh, the movie Get Out. Well, you should watch Get Out. It's great. Uh, that's what I keep hearing, but I was grounded when it came out. But I know... <laughs> Sorry. So 
Uh, I guess I, I, I guess I'm the paradox in this scenario. You should watch it. <laughs> you should you... watch it, but you should stop getting in trouble first. <laughs> Do your homework. <laughs> it was a few years ago. I'm totally not over it. But from what I gathered, the premise of this movie is rich, elite liberals yes. are racist. They're not doing enough. They're pretending that they're not racist, but then they are it's a, profiting off of black people. It's a very interesting it's a very interesting premise in that it is racism. I don't know how to the, they envy black people for stereotypical reasons. Yes. And they are I don't want to give away the movie to you, but it is sort of like it is an envy of black people and a wish to be black people. But it's still racism. It is yeah. it is liberal elite. Yes, in in very much the same way that I'm seeing this movie. It's not a bad comparison, but I would suggest you watch Get Out, partly because it's a really solid movie, and uh, because I think it'd be a, it's an interesting companion to this. Have a great anti-liberal <laughs> double feature. No, because I I don't think Jordan Peele is is anti-liberal, but yeah. it is anti. Class. It is. It is a. It is a comment on class in America, just like I think this is. I I've heard that he chose to target liberals in Get Out because we've already seen racist conservatives. Like sure. we know what that looks like. Exactly. It's like he's exposing the hypocrisy. I th I think that's a lot of what this movie is is saying too. That this kind of thing is not the that it's not race based here. But it is um, that hate, that discrimination against another political party or another class, a class of poor people, um, that that is just as ugly, that that is just as toxic, that it's just as bad. I understand white privilege. There's other yeah. factors in there. I'm not saying it's as bad. I'm not saying it's systematic in the same way that getting pulled over by po police uh, and being a black man, also portrayed in Get Out, is is detrimental or dangerous like this is a this is a statement on class more than i think it's a statement on on personal politics in the same way i think get out is that's actually a, okay. for not having seen the movie that's a great comparison um we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fix that get out thing but i um, yeah it is on my list uh for sure jordan peele's a very interesting filmmaker I'm going to pull out another George Orwell quote here. This one's from 1984. Uh, reality exists in the human mind and nowhere else. Uh, this is a movie that sort of touches on the idea that reality exists online. Because you say something, you will it into being. Like, that. that's the whole paradox at the end um, when she, she says, uh, you accuse us of hunting people. And Crystal says, but you are hunting people. <laughs> and she goes, well, yeah, but only because you said it. Like, there's this weird, they're shifting blame around. Uh, because they're basically saying, if you're going to accuse us of this, we're totally justified in doing it. And I thought that was, uh, if nothing else, it's a, an interesting way to tie in another Orville. Uh, Orville. <laughs> uh, Orwell idea uh, from 1984. I that's an interesting quote. Um, it's just something. Yeah, I was uh, thumbing through. I have 1984 over here too. I got all my Orwell okay. stuff down last night after this movie. 
Uh, <laughs> I didn't know I had to do homework. Well, uh, I wanted the extra credit uh, so I wouldn't get grounded from seeing Jordan Peele movies. But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. What, um, uh, this is just another random thing from my note. What was your take on the jackrabbit and the box turtle metaphor that ran through this oh, thing? Uh, because... It was bizarre. It was bizarre. It was unclear. Um, did you have Did you have a interpretation of it? Um, I had, I feel like, okay, I think in this movie, in the metaphor, the liberals, the elites, they were the jackrabbit, the one that always wins the race. Right. And then the, the main characters of this movie, the ones being hunted were the box turtles. The poor are the box turtles. Yeah. The rich are, again, I think it's, it's more about class and privilege than it is about anything else. And so this story was like her dissecting oh this is a happy little tale this is what you are told about politics but in reality there's more to it and they end up just slaughtering everyone and there's not a happy ending yeah that there's no winning for poor people yeah that's that's essentially what i you know no matter which side wins the presidency and maybe that is where the the political uh the political aspect of it comes in is no matter which side wins, the poor people constantly lose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there is a jackrabbit, a literal jackrabbit at the end. Um, Oh yeah. I like didn't connect that. Yeah. Well, this is, this is why it stuck with me because that's exactly where the movie should have ended is, um, Athena, Athena dies. And then Crystal looks over and sees a jackrabbit there. Like it has come in. And, yeah. and watched her murder another jackrabbit, just like the jackrabbits in the story murdered the box turtle family, you know, and made him watch. Like, yeah. uh, I think she should have gone over and eaten the grilled cheese sandwich and just looked at the jackrabbit and it just should have cut to black right there. We didn't need to see her getting on the plane, all of this. I mean, this, Wait, is, this is filmmaking stuff, but... Um, well, I mean, doesn't that mean... Uh, isn't that what she did? Just in a different way? She went on the jet she took over the staff sure befriending them. but i mean I, i'm just saying like it yes it, it just kept going but it was already the point was made when okay. she when she ate the sandwich you know but um yeah that's uh that's what i just had i'm like yeah the jackrabbit that's that's weird because it took me yeah. like the majority of the movie to sort of uh pick that apart i think can i say uh one of the first thoughts i wrote down which was Never trust a movie that starts with a text. I just, it bugs me when, first off, text and film in general, usually a bad idea. Are you talking about text on a blank screen or are you talking about a text message thread like this movie had? Well, both. Okay, so even if it's just like a Western that starts with uh, an opening text crawl. Oh, no. Or not, Star no, Wars. No, or, no not uh, like that. Uh, a text message. Okay. Yes. Huh. Uh, it's just never shown well. Okay. The only time I've seen text shown well is in Sherlock, where they have easy-to-read bubbles, but you can still also see what's going on with people. Oh, is that your complaint, that you couldn't read it? No, I, I could read it, but, like... I felt like, oh no, this is going to be a bad film. They're having to convey something through text. And it did it did come back later because that was the text chain that got leaked. But I just feel like... Yeah, they could have just had it 
that they didn't have to show it at the beginning. Yeah. And then have it coming back around. I get that. I've I've heard uh I, I hear people complain sometimes about like, oh never trust a movie that starts with a text crawl or something like that. And I just think like I get that as a rule of thumb, but don't tell me there are no movies where it's done well, because there totally are. You know, it, like it, I think I think there's exceptions to every weird rule. It can be done well, but ultimately I feel like a text crawl is sort of a bad narrative element to use. Like it's just like oh, we don't want to show you this because it's going to mess up the structure of our movie. So we're just going to give you this exposition before we I mean, there's there's different ways to do it, but it all boils down to exposition. I mean, look at Inception. Great movie. Who's uh, uh, Kitty Pride? What's her name? Ellen Page. Ellen Page, yes. Uh, Ellen Page is in that movie just so that they can explain to somebody how the world works. That's, That's true. her only function in that movie is to be an exposition tool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can have exposition in explaining things to a new character. You can have exposition in a text crawl at the beginning of the movie. You have to put it in somewhere and there's clunky ways to do it. And I think a lot of that is just a matter of taste. Yeah. I, it's a personal, I get it. Like if, yeah, if you have to have six pages of text and it's unreadable, like, yeah. please, just put a character in there that you can explain things to. <laughs> but, yeah. No, uh, no, I get it. But that's... Yeah, that didn't kill the movie for me. As soon as that scene was over, I forgot about it until it came back around again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like they were introducing something that didn't need to be introduced. That, that movie didn't... It didn't ruin the movie for me. It was just like, already we're off to a bad start. It, it, was, like, it, was, it, it put me off guard. And then the train scene, I didn't like that very much either. So it was like, we went into the hunt and my expectations were really Sure. Um, that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, I don't think this was a perfect movie. I think structurally it was a little bit flawed. After she left the gas station, it, it sort of wandered until she kicked the guy out of the car. Yeah. There was like... I it, was confused through that because it I was slowed like, down. Where is this movie too going? much? It it uh, the pacing was weird through that. They weren't really, you know. Usually when they when they back off of action, it's so that they can explain things to you. And they didn't really explain anything in that whole yeah. meandering middle of the movie. I feel like this movie was uh, so concerned with its metaphor that it was sort of. Just trying to get us from this set where we're talking about this topic, like gun control and the gas station. Okay, now we're on the train. Now we're talking about immigration. Right. Like, they were just trying to move from set piece to set piece. It, it, yeah. I mean, it was... Um, that's that's fair. That's, that's a structural problem that I had uh, with this movie, is that it does get a little bit clunky. It does get a little bit preachy. And that's why I think... I think this was like a liberally minded movie because yeah. they were making fun of the guy who had seven guns and he talked about how he had seven guns, you know, and the guy who doesn't believe in climate change and the guy who hates immigrants and, and things like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, all of that was in there. I feel like they were checking boxes a little bit as yeah. they went. They they probably started this movie with a list of like we need to put all of kind these of yeah we want to have these talking points in here 
Yeah. Um, and that was more the political side. Uh, but aside from that, when you you said it was so concerned with the metaphor, I do believe that was the main point of this movie. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think sometimes in a movie, you have your message here and you have, that's the main focus. And I don't think it's bad to focus on that. Uh, it You have to just sort of take everything else as sort of like a fable or a fairy tale and, and go, I'm watching this, this is kind of a fantasy movie. I mean, when the, she goes to the bunker and murders everybody in there, she does it without a lick of trouble. Yeah. Like, she just walks in and, and kills everybody. Like, there's no struggle to it. There's no fight. You think this movie's going to be all about, you know, picking off the hunters one by one. She just goes and wipes them out in, like, yeah. five minutes. These people who have had, like, eight months of training. <laughs> right. And she's like, no, I'm a veteran. I well, they say it. Athena's been training for eight months. Yeah. I don't know that everybody else has. Oh, like, I kind of assumed everyone had. She's the one who took it the most personally. They show her in the flashback. She's, like, the angriest. You know, she's yeah. the one who, like, picks Crystal out of the slideshow and is like, her. She's the one. She's the one who said this about me, you know, on yeah. Twitter. She's very, very upset. And she's the one, like, in that sequence, they're all drinking and laying around. And she's in the back, like, working out. So I think Athena is actually the driving force behind all of this. Yeah, she does take it very seriously. Uh, since we're on the topic of her, can we talk about how they they didn't show her face for, like, a really long yeah, that time? that was weird. Like, it was like they wanted us to be intimidated or shocked, but it was like... It was she's... like uh, there was going to be a big reveal over who she was, and then they show her, and it's like, okay... Like, we haven't yeah. seen her before. We don't, like, there's no frame of, re like, that's Hillary Swank. Great. If like, she was Crystal or something, I'd be like, oh my god, yeah. Or, you know, there's a justified there's, there's a flashback of, like, Crystal's sister and her having yeah. dinner, and it's her, you know, like. But yeah, it, it was, um, that was a strange, that was a strange choice as well. Um, I don't know if there's some tie-in to, like, Athena the goddess of war was there something where you couldn't she's, see her she's the face goddess of wisdom uh the athena is yeah oh okay i'm sorry i have so, sorry did i my, mix that up with my percy jackson is oh please in. Yeah. uh well you're uh, that makes you more an expert than me i thought athena <laughs> was the goddess of war um let's talk about uh just the expectations of this movie and the very beginning, I wanted I, I wanted to circle back to this, the the skirmish at the beginning when they get all the guns out of the crate, yeah, and it builds up and they just start mowing down everybody. They start this movie starts following specific characters, and yeah. you're like, this is going to be our guy to take us through. I mean, obviously, you know, Crystal is because you showed her. They show her like going off on her own in the woods. Yeah, but more as we're watching it, watching it through someone else's right point of right. view. Right, we're watching it through the other, uh, the blonde lady. I don't even know if she has a name. She was like the first one we watch she, when she they're waking up. Kind of like she belonged to. Uh, what's the female fraternity like? Uh, a sorority. Uh, a sorority. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but we're following her, 
And then, like, she gets picked off, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then the guy who's next to her, we start following him. And then, like, <laughs> he saves somebody. They're running for the woods. And then they get blown up by landmines. I love the way this movie set up expectations like that in the beginning. And then just pulled the rug out right from under you. I, I thought that was really clever. I thought it was great. I thought it was I thought it was a way to keep audience on your toes. Um, the guys that ended up making it the longest in the movie were not the guys you that they showed you at the beginning very much. Yeah, you know. Um, and so you think they're gonna? Oh, okay. Finally, we're gonna stick with them. Right. And then, no, again. Everybody you follow for the first twenty to thirty minutes of this movie is is picked off pretty quick and and i just think that's a great sort of bait and switch uh that kind of kept this movie very interesting for the first half i i agree but i do think it also like attributed to the slight plot problems that the like the structure problems that we were talking about earlier uh yeah um i would i would put that more of a a character problem because really, and and not so much a problem. I don't have this big hang up with it, but it is where again I think it's this is a fable. This is a a fairy tale that is trying to get a message across. But at the end of the day, no characters have an arc. No characters have a growth arc. Yeah. Crystal goes from point A to point B, and is the same person essentially that as when we meet her as she is at the end uh same as athena i that's actually i can kind of justify that for crystal because she does she's above this political fighting like right she even says i don't want to learn why they why they're doing they're what trying they're to doing. kill me I'm, yeah right we learn a little bit about her her backstory we learned she was in afghanistan and things like that yeah but but it isn't like there's no there's no growth to it and i'm not saying it is a detriment I, I i don't think that drags this movie down but as far as like this being sort of a flat narrative fairy tale kind of thing as opposed to something that's really about character growth or a hero's journey or something like that yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh you got anything else in uh in your notes that you want to hit on not really i i think we kind of hit on most of i didn't like a lot of it you didn't like the movie yeah and that's fine <laughs> the credits were great <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you didn't like this movie i really am because i, I didn't uh, hate it uh well tell me something tell me something that you thought was what what is the thing you thought was coolest about the this movie looked good. It did look good. It, the set design. Um, I thought the fight at the end, like they got into it abruptly between Crystal and Athena. But uh, when it kind of got going, I was like, "Oh, this is fun!" Like it. It was a well shot action action scene action sequence. Yeah, I I didn't feel much because I wasn't attached to the characters, but. Right. It was engaging. Um it was it was an interesting it wasn't like one of those uh like old boy or the the Hong Kong where they're really long takes. Yeah. But it covered so much ground. It like covered that whole house 
It went through multiple weapons, different kitchen implements. It goes outside at one point, and we watch it from from inside the house. Yeah. And the sound is muffled because the windows are there. Uh, I think it's really funny at a couple points. She's getting ready to put her through the the door. Yeah. And, and Athena <laughs> Not goes, the glass. no more glass. And they're like, okay. And she just opens the door. And they come, I mean, it was a really, I just think it's so easy to get into third act fights. Uh, Marvel movies. Uh, superhero movies. Action movies in general. Uh, Logan and I watched The Raid a couple weeks ago. Okay. And The Raid is such a great fight movie. It's all fights. But there's this giant fight at the end that is just exhausting. It mm-hmm. take, goes on so, so long. Long does not equal good and, filmmakers. And it's, it's a, it's a well-done, it's a well-choreographed fight, but you're just done by that point. And for them yeah. to, to have a third-act fight um, that kept me engaged and entertained through it all, I got to give them, I got to give them props for that. You know, it's really, a, it's really an interesting way to shoot an action climax. Yeah. One detail, uh, that I did like, and it was in that third act fight, was the wine bottle. They mentioned it in the first act on yep. the train. Yeah. About how Athena had like some rare. Yeah, I uh, I don't really remember I, the it origin. It was some. Yeah, it was some really sunken ship or insanely something. Insanely rare uh, bottle of champagne. There's or only five right. in the world, yes. and then they show it at the end, and she tries to throw it at Crystal or something. <laughs> She's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was- yeah. And then at the end, Crystal ends up with it. Yeah. Uh, she just ends up chugging it like like she's brown bagging it. On the, on the she, she has no respect for the rarity of this wine. And sure. that makes it even better. I think that does make it better. I think that's sort of a, uh, I think that's sort of a fun, a fun way for them to go out on this movie. Even though I think it would have been better spent cutting out at the jackrabbit part but uh yeah no no it's a it's a nice uh end to the movie yeah so that's it that's um you got anything else not really no all right um that's it uh sorry for diving into political waters on our our <laughs> movie show uh, uh our third episode and we're already dividing <laughs> we're fans. already losing people uh, but um yeah i uh, recommend would you recommend somebody watch this or are you that against it no no wrong answer here honestly i don't think i'd recommend this but if someone like brought it to me and was like do you want to watch this with me i'd be like all right let's watch you would watch it again i yeah all right let's watch it this afternoon maybe in a month (laughs) (laughs) let's give it a month i i would recommend this to a lot it's hard to say would you have to have, like, a certain friend who you know, like, their beliefs to be like, all right, you'd like this movie? I think if you... I don't think it's necessarily about beliefs. I think if you are interested in in a movie with a message and, and a movie that is maybe challenging to your sensibilities, I think this is a, a decent movie to watch. No, this is what I'm saying. I'm a, I'm a liberal, and I feel like this movie challenged me by putting liberal elites as the bad guy. Like, that does make you go, okay, are all liberals like-minded? No, they are not. This is not a secret. Like, yeah. well, let's watch the Democratic Party eat itself every four years. Oh, <laughs> like, like this, is, this is what we're saying here. Like, there are elites, and there are moderates, and there are 
are more uh, even right-leaning, you know, liberals. Like, but yes, this movie challenges you. I, I think this movie, you know, it's not, it didn't break me down and go, oh my God, what have I done with my life? It's just like, I'm voting for Trump <laughs> you know, now. Like, yes. It didn't challenge who I was going to vote for, but like, uh, I think this is a challenging movie. And I think for people who want a challenging movie in still sort of a grindhouse kind of way, like this is this is a fun movie that does that. I think that's fair. I I, I think you I think your side is fair as well. I I don't think this is for everybody. Um, and I think it, it I think it challenged you as well, and you just had a different outcome than than I did. Yeah, and I didn't. Again, I want to stress that I didn't. Not all of the concepts in this movie are bad. They just didn't. And it's not even that they didn't. They didn't align strike a chord. With with I you. didn't. Yeah, right. they didn't. I get it. Resonate. That's that's it. I mean, movies strike people different ways. So, yeah. Uh, no harm, no foul. Um, I need you packed and out of the house. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, this has been the picture show with Austin and Phil Rude. Austin, where can people find you? Austin.n.rude. That's TikTok and Instagram. I'm philrude.com, and you can get all my links and see what I'm up to there. We will talk to you next time. See ya.